And gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Hassan, back with a brand new episode here in The Truth. Back to a brand new episode of Waking Up With The Truth here as we are waking up on this beautiful Monday morning, October 30th, 2023. I'm only partially lying. You know, you guys understand that my Monday morning shows are actually recorded on Sunday night just because I have so much stuff going on on Monday morning that I really don't get back to my house until about noon and it's kind of too late to do a Waking Up With The Truth there. So Monday mornings, at least until I have Lyft, I'll probably say it or stop having Lyft, which will probably be winter break uh, for, I'm a college student if you guys didn't know. Um... Was I gonna say? What I was gonna say was probably from the Mondays moving forward. I'm just gonna make these a free show. I know I've made like a lot of free waking up with the truth a, a lot recently, and I, I do apologize for that. It is strictly a, a subscriber only show, but I do give some free shows out here, and usually the Monday ones are the shittiest ones, just because it's not as current. I mean, yeah, I'm recording this one actually like the earliest I've ever recorded them um, at 8:15 Eastern time on Sunday night. But I'm still gonna be able to get some of this stuff out here, and if there's anything breaking in the morning, I won't be able to talk about it till really Tuesday show. So I do apologize for that, but I hope you guys do understand, and I hope you guys are still excited for another edition of Waking Up With The Truth here and get your day started for Monday, October 30th, 2023. I hope you guys are excited for Halloween tomorrow as well. Let's go and kick things off in the NBA. 76ers James Harden doesn't play in home opener versus the Blazers, but he does sit with the team. And again, I feel like every day we're going to be talking about whether James Harden plays or not. He missed his third straight game at Sunday at home. He was sitting with the team, however, and one of the big reasons why was the fact that he needs to get back into shape and get back into NBA playing, right? basically, compared to just kind of hanging out in the mix and, and not doing anything. So, you know, for uh, Harden, it's just going to be a question of when, when does he come here, right? Like, when does he get back in the swing of things and uh, have some success and, and be able to play? And I hope it's sometime soon, but you never really know. I think there's maybe a tentative plan for Thursday, I saw, or, or something like that. But um, it would definitely be great to get James Harden on the court. I'm just I'm kind of getting tired, to be honest, of saying, you know, when is James Harden going to come back? Or I feel like this is something I've dealt with on a consistent basis as, you know, a fan who does podcasts and all that stuff. So it is, it is interesting, but hopefully he's able to come back with them um, as soon as possible. Moving over to the NFL, I'm really sad today, like really sad, because Kirk Cousins tore his Achilles in win over the Packers. Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins tore his Achilles during Sunday's 24-10 win over the Green Bay Packers. Head coach Kevin O'Connell said post-game that the team fears the veteran suffered the injury. Um, team fears the veteran suffered the injury. Well, no shit. Cousins was carded to the locker room in the fourth quarter, having MRI to confirm the ailment. Yeah, this sucks really bad for a couple reasons. One, because I'm a Vikings fan. Two, we're finally going in the right direction. And three, Cousins is one of the best dudes in the entire NFL. And he's honestly stayed healthy for the majority of his career. And I kind of take blame because I guess I forgot to knock on wood earlier when I I was talking with one of my mermaids about how Cousins is one tough son of a bitch. And I know he is, but... I mean, the hits that he takes, and in my head I was thinking how he's always able to stay on the, on, the, on the field, but unfortunately that's not. And the biggest question mark is what do the Vikings do moving forward, right? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know because there's so much in the air. Originally he was going to waive his no-trade clause, so obviously can't trade him. He's a free agent after the season. Do we re-sign Cousins? We can't re-sign Cousins and re-sign Jefferson, so somebody's got to take a pay cut, and they both got to take a pay cut. If that's the case, maybe we just go out and get a guy like Kyler Murray or somebody like that. Trade for a Kyler Murray. Or if that's not the case and we plan on re-signing Cousins, why don't we just sign like an Andy Dalton or trade for an Andy Dalton or Jacoby Brissett for the rest of the season? I don't know. There's a lot of tank for Caleb. I don't I don't get that. I mean, I, I, I hate tanking for quarterbacks regardless. But, I mean, it's one of those things that I just don't know what the Vikings are going to do. And to be quite frank, I don't know what the Vikings think they know what they're going to do as well. Thankfully for the Vikings, I, I shouldn't say this because it's the NFL, but they have somewhat of an easy schedule moving forward. They got at Atlanta next week. 
versus the Saints, at Broncos, versus the Bears, and they have their bye week, and then at the Raiders. I mean, those are all winnable games right there. They can win any of the next five games with a healthy Kirk Cousins. Now, with an unhealthy Kirk Cousins, what does that lead? I don't know. I really don't know. I don't think you can trust Jaron Hill just yet, who is our sixth-round selection this year's draft. Nick Mullins is currently on the IR. So there's just a lot of uncertainty with the Vikings, and it sucks. I just don't know what they're going to do. And maybe by the time this is – because this is going to be posted at 5 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow. Maybe they figured it out. Maybe they've, they've confirmed it. But hopefully as the day goes on, we, we learn more and more. I just don't see the Vikings rocking with Jaron Hall or Nick Mullins for the remainder of the season. I really just don't buy it. I mean, I think they're good backup quarterbacks that kind of play situationally like Jaron Hill did today or Jaron Hall today, did today. But I don't know. Maybe Jaron Hall is the, the future for the Vikings, and maybe he's the quarterback that you know the Vikings needed. I really don't know. I love Kirk Cousins, and I hate to see that he tore his Achilles. Broncos keep the Chiefs out of the end zone. They snapped their 16-game skid to the division rival. It was a snow game to start, and it didn't really stick that way. And Mahomes was dealing with an illness. So, you know, if I, if you guys were to listen to the truth, I said the Broncos were beating the Chiefs this week. So, you know, good for me there, obviously. But uh, good for the Broncos right now. I believe they're 3-5, and five, headed in the right direction finally. And, um, yeah, Chiefs finally lose after a six-game losing streak. That uh, Good for Broncos fans at home. Steelers, Johnson. Deontay Johnson blames Russ for loss to Jaguars. Must have got paid good. I hate people that plain about the refs. I really do. Because at the end of the day, look, it's not going to dictate whether or not you lose the game. One play, a couple plays are not going to dictate that. Be better. If you want me to be honest, be better. Stop complaining about the refs. There are so many areas in a game where you can have success that does not blame the refs. I hate when you know umpires in baseball are blamed for, for missing a strike or whatever. Like, dude, there is an opportunity to succeed in every play. You can never blame officiate. I hate it. It's one of my biggest pet peeves. So... You know what? Piss off, Deontay Johnson. You know, I, I just, I hate it. It, it bugs me. It, it irks me. I can't tell. Bengals contain Brock Purdy. Hand 49ers their third straight loss. The Browns, the Vikings, and the Bengals, all reliable teams, have beat the 49ers. And I don't know, maybe it's the 49ers' downfall. Brock Purdy, I think, has thrown five interceptions in his last three games. Has not looked good. And that's what happens when he doesn't have his precious toys to throw to. And that's what I said repeatedly on my podcast. Also, what I said repeatedly on my podcast was Will Levis will be a Hall of Famer. He throws for four touchdowns in an NFL debut. I stick by this. I think Will Levis will be a Hall of Famer. I don't know why. I just firmly believe that he's going to be a Hall of Famer, and he looked great in that game there. I said the Titans should give him the shot. Honestly, to be quite frank, I had said the Vikings should have drafted Will Levis. I had said Will Levis and Hendon Hooker by their career's end will be the two best quarterbacks in this year's draft class. I really do believe so, and I'm going to stick by that. Matthew Stafford exits, lost to Cowboys with a thumb injury. We did see that. It was a, basically a, a, a ton of quarterbacks in the NFL just got injured and, uh, and sent home, which was very unfortunate to see. But Staff, Stafford exits, lost to Cowboys with a thumb injury. You obviously hope that he's able to come back as soon as possible. Maybe Stafford's a guy the Vikings trade for, right? Like maybe the Rams decide to sell and they sell Matthew Stafford to go back to the division. And there's two games against the Lions that would be crucial for him. Steelers' Kenny Pickett suffers rib injury and loss to the Jaguars. I believe he was out for the game as well. Dolphins Tariq Hill says he's light years ahead of where I was with the Chiefs. I don't know if I believe that, but I don't know. I guess what happens. Jets stunned the Giants late and earned an ugly 13-10 overtime win. This was an absolutely stupid game. Tyrod Taylor actually got sent to the hospital in this one uh, for a rib injury. And so they turned to DeVito, Tommy DeVito. What a ridiculous game, though. Okay, they had seven passing yards. The Giants had seven passing yards. Absolutely insane. Saquon Barkley, 36 rushes. 128 yards in the day. Tyrod Taylor, 4 for 7 for 8 yards. Tommy DeVito, 2 for 7 for negative 1. I mean, what is this? They're, this is how ridiculous. If you had a Giants wide receiver, you're screwed. Darren Waller injured his hamstrings after the game. 
one reception, four yards. Matt Breida, one reception, four yards. Saquon, three receptions, no yards. And Darius Slayton, one reception for negative one yard. Like, what in the actual hell did I just watch? I didn't even realize the stats for this bad here. The Giants got it done. Zach Wilson didn't play terrible. His completion percentage kind of sucks. 17 for 36, 240, one touchdown, and no interceptions. But very interesting. The Giants win, though. So, I mean, if you're a Giants fan, that must have been brutal to watch. But, you know, at the end of the the day, a win's a win, right? You can't... (laughs) Can't complain about that. Prescott had his breakout game for the Cowboys. Jalen Hurts threw for four touchdowns as well. A.J. Brown sets an NFL record with six straight 125-yard receiving game. Ever since he bitched and moaned that he wasn't getting the ball for no reason, another pe- person I just cannot stand, they bitch and moan and play for a team like Philadelphia Eagles and complain that you know they, they don't get what they um, you know they don't, they don't get basically what they they deserve, quote unquote. And uh, yeah, he ended up kind of performing out he's outperforming Devontae Smith, one of the best receivers in all football. Taylor Heineke replaces Desmond Ritter and lost to the Falcons. Originally, I thought he got benched, but then I heard he was evaluated for a concussion. Um, I don't know. But, yeah, Taylor Heineke, a very reliable option there, the backup quarterback there for the Falcons. Desmond Ritter continues to struggle. I think the Falcons are going to look at a quarterback in the draft class, and uh, we'll see what happens this year. Chiefs add Patrick Mahomes to the injury report with flu-like symptoms, but he played against the Broncos, obviously, and uh, as I mentioned, Tyrod Taylor taken to the hospital with a ribcage injury. I believe he's good to go. I mean, it was a more precautionary thing. Um, he will remain hospitalized overnight for evaluation, which actually is a, a little bit more serious than I thought it was, but I'll definitely have to look up that. But the quarterback room for the Giants is just dwindling and dwindling and dwindling, and dwindling to say the least. Um, I think that's basically it. Let me just double check real quick if there's anything else I want to talk about. Yeah, that's basically it. Looks like to, we're going to be good to go for the NFL. Let's go ahead and switch gears to Major League Baseball. We got Game 2 in the World Series here tonight. Hopefully you guys are excited. Philly's owner feels deep obligation to Harper to win World Series. I mean, yeah, the amount of stuff that you invested in Bryce Harper and for you to not win a World Series would definitely be very crucial. And uh, Phillies have just been, you know, basically one, two games shy. I mean, one game this year for making the World Series and I think two last year from winning it. Anyways, game three, the series is tied 1-1. Rangers at the Dimebacks. Max Scherzer, 0-1 record, 6-2-thirds, 9.545 ERA, 1.65 whip. 6Ks to go along with two walks. Taking on Brandon Pafat, who's 0-0, 16.2 innings pitch. 2.7 ERA, 1.08 whip, 22Ks and three walks. He's actually had a tremendous postseason. I'm going to go to the Rangers here on the road here. Minus one half, over under nine and a half. Give me the over as well. I think Pafat definitely struggles. I think Max Scherzer gets a much needed win. Look, at the end of the day, it's been, it's been difficult for Max Scherzer to get in the swing of things in the postseason because... Typically, when you're injured, you're able to come back through rehab starts, etc. But Max Scherzer has not been able to do that because he has been thrown into the ALCS and now the World Series. So he had a couple of rough starts there. I think he bounces back nicely here today. I think the Rangers get a much-needed win on the road. And if the Rangers can't win this game, the Diamondbacks might seriously win the World Series. So Rangers definitely need to win. they got their best guy going forward from career accolades, I should say. Don't know who they're going to start in Game 4. I'm guessing maybe Evaldi in Game 5, Montgomery 6, and Scherzer Game 7. I don't know, but I also believe, if I'm not mistaken, Scherzer did play for the Diamondbacks early on in his career. I could completely be messing that up. But if he did, a little bit of a wrench for here. I don't know. I still think it's the most pathetic World Series of all time. But uh, anyways, guys, hope you guys did enjoy this episode of Waking Up the Truth. If you guys did, make sure you follow the truth on Twitter at the Truth as one to stay up to date with the latest information regarding the truth, including podcast dates, podcast uploads, and other important information of value. Make sure you follow the truth on Instagram and TikTok as well at the.tt.truth. A lot of fun and exciting stuff on there. And like I said, guys, this was recorded at about 8.30 Eastern time on Sunday night. 
typically waking up with the truth, I do finish those recordings in the mornings before I upload them. But unfortunately, on Monday mornings, it's just a bit hectic. So if there is some other breaking news and stuff, we will definitely talk about it in tomorrow's show. And tomorrow's show will be back to a subscription-only podcast. So I hope you guys do enjoy that. I hope you guys do enjoy the upcoming week. We're still just progressing through the football season. So nothing too spectacular here coming up on the truth. But anyways, guys, as always, I'm your host, one you love the most, Niall Hessen, signing off. Take care and good night. Mm-hmm.